Who's that? Entering the ring, swinging a folding chair? Why, it's Wandering Monster! Roll initiative! Hello again, and welcome once again to Wandering Monster, America's Table Pop Showcase. And one day we'll get around to changing our bio to reflect that fact. I am Charles R. Bernard. I'm Bridget Brave. Ian Servas. Kevin Welch. Mr. Paschke. And as you can tell from the fact that I'm in your grill again, uh, Mr. Baltusberger has the night off. Um, tonight he is out uh, pumpkin patch picking, which is an odd thing to do in December. But he likes the uh, black, kind of like frostbitten, rindy oh. ones. Mm -hmm. So he's going to go get some of those pumpkins and make some bad pumpkin mm -hmm. pie. Um, I am your host for the evening, and tonight I get to talk about one of my favoriteest things to talk about that I don't talk about very often, and that's wrestling, hot man-on-man -man action. I love it, and I've loved it since I was a kid. In fact, one of the things I thought about opening tonight with was a true story about the time that uh, 80s wrestler Jake the Snake almost made me shit in my pants as a kid <laughs> by scaring me when I went to go see WrestleMania Live at the Delta Center with my dad. But <laughs> instead, I thought I'd talk about how wrestling is something that unites the world. We all know about Greco-Roman wrestling. You know, we have the famous art of the sumo. We have American wrestling, which is varied from like Olympic style actual wrestling to pro wrestling to UFC. Uh, you have um, submission based wrestling like Gracie Jiu-Jitsu has a lot of what could be considered wrestling in it in MMA. And, of course, south of the border, we have the subject of tonight's wonderful game, Lucha Libre. And uh, tonight, to reflect uh, the glory that is Lucha Libre, we will be playing uh, Crime-Fighting Luchadors. And uh, I will now let our uh, forever GM and um, one handsome son of a bitch, uh, Ian Servas, tell you about me. Uh, so, as you stated, we're playing crime fighting luchadors, and this is a product of head cheese. It's packed full of great art from Evelyn Moreau, and um, there's a lot to love here as far as capturing that vibe of just like outlandish, over-the-top wrestling antics, the things that really draw in the crowds, and it really distills the energy down to a really nimble 3D6 dice pool kind of base game. Uh, so Hedgie's actually right now is running a Kickstarter right now for an expansion for more content. And that link that is in our socials will take you to that Kickstarter so you can help support and bring this to life. The game has a lot of really great tables to help you to really quickly make your own luchador from what their archetype is. And you can kind of decide if they're a heel or face what their special move is, their allies, their gear, and other kind of fun little tiddly bits. So all of the pre all the characters that we're gonna be playing tonight are randomly rolled off these tables and it's a whole heck of a fun. So it's gonna be really fun as our cast introduces themselves one by one. But um, we definitely need one person that is more macho than uh, the others who's going to interrupt me and introduce them. Can you hear that? It's just faintly. I'm a rocket man, rocket man, <laughs> burning out my fuse up here alone. And that's right. Tonight, I will be playing uh, Rocket Man. Uh, my archetype is the human torpedo. So think Rey Mysterio, basically, for you American wrestling fans, or like anything for you Lucha fans. Um, 
<clears throat> I will never be bullied again is what powers me. I love this description of my appearance. It only really needs one thing that I'm going to add. Silver sparkly suit with racing stripes. Like you put Elton John and Evil Knievel in a blender. <laughs> the only thing that I could add to that possibly is a sparkly silver feather oh, yeah. which I'm going to add. Um, yeah. And uh, you'll, get, you'll get to hear what my special moves are when we get in the ring, my friend. And uh, yeah. uh, it says here I have an ally. Is that something I should say? Uh, no, that's the way everyone game, has right? a person that okay depending cool. on what your relationship is they may or may not know who your actual identity is besides your persona someone you can tap into for contacts around the city for information or just someone to tell about your crime fighting day too <laughs> and i should also say since i've got the the little spotlight again that head cheese is with us live Woo! in the chat so awesome Thank you for joining us all the way from Muscle Ooh. City. Thank you, Mr. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> all right, nope. I will uh, nope. I will go next. Sorry, sorry. Would you like to go next, Kevin? No, no I will go after you. All right. I was um, just going to introduce myself. I am El Rampo Carazones. I am the suave. So I am a very... I, I'm kind of like the Luchadore version of Pepe Le Pew. I am um, here for love. I will will find it in the ring or outside of it. So yes, um, my special move. You know, I'm I have a backbreaker. So um, the most romantic of wrestling moves. Um, <laughs> you know, if you if you look at the the positioning of that, it's clearly the most romantic of all wrestling moves. So absolutely, facts. Yes. Backbreaker or bedbreaker? Which one? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, why limit yourself? See how the night goes. <laughs> it blows Shorty's back out. That's all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go next. Um, I'm playing El Cucaracha. Um, <laughs> uh, our type is uh, the beast. I'm secretly a monster underneath my mask, but you'll never know because I'm not taking it off. Um, I'm wearing a dark brown suit. It's uh, roughly looks like a cockroach that's had a couple of beers. You know, cucaracha borracho, if you will. Um, just beat up. Um, it, on the suit itself. It looks like it's got like extra limbs kind of coming out. That's because I am a uh, I'm a beast. I'm a some I'm a mutant. I've got mutations. I've got actual cockroach limbs coming out of my sides, and then on the back where you think it's like a cape, it's actually the cockroach's wings. Um, I'm driven for vengeance. I I I didn't start off this way. I was a just a, a you know a normal street rat, if you will, and I was swooped up by some sort of. Uh, uh, genetic uh, conglomeration. They're like, let's put things in him and see if we can make him better like the cockroach. <laughs> and El Cucaracho is born. So here I am. Hatched. And you don't get to learn about my uh, special move until I beat you in the ring. <laughs> A freak show. <laughs> You're going nowhere. Well, that's um, not. <laughs> you keep doing that, and I'm gonna start going. Yeah, that is not. 
I really hope like your human name is like Franz. Mm. <laughs> thank, thank you for the like one, like the two people that probably got my Costco reference. Thank you, thank you. What was uh, the character's name? It was uh, shit. I used to know that Samsa Gregor Samsa. Oh yeah, Gregor someone will correct us in the chat. That is what the internet is for. That is yeah, what the yeah. internet's for. All right, that, that leaves me. So I'm playing. Uh, you see, what well, the door opens, right? The the curtain, the music, and out comes my hype man, who is my only ally, <laughs> the antique dealer. So you see this little old man who arguably owns a china shop, and he is got the microphone, and he just starts, "You're all gonna get it today." My china shop door is open and when my door is open the ball runs through and that's when el toro comes out which is spanish for the bowl i believe it's also a size of cigar um so six inches 54 ring gauge cigar in his mouth while wearing a bull mask which i have to assume he's got a horned helmet on top that he takes off before he fights and then they're just there but he tries to leave it on as long as possible as an advantage that didn't specifically say that on a character sheet but i want to go with it uh by by agreeing just say nothing ian thank you we'll move on i like ian that say- you have on the baltus burger bargain early in the game <laughs> <laughs> that was a different tactic i tried to move it quickly enough so you, you couldn't tell me I no or in the interjection in and catch you off. that sounds good to me well, yeah, um, uh, wear a red cloak. That's, that's what you get to know for now. <laughs> so, like, I am legitimately heartbroken. That sounds like the idea for the greatest, like, 80s wrestling ringside manager in history, the antique stealer, you know, like Paul Bearer. It'd just be yeah. like, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm heartbroken that wasn't actually, like, I'm, that you weren't one of the writers, Pashki. That would have been <laughs> fantastic. All right, then, with the team introduced, uh, the one thing that really stands to be introduced is what your team name is and where your secret location is. Well, um, I I think that we have to have Pashki pronounce it properly. Mm -hmm. If you remember what it was, Pashki. I would love to. Yeah. If I remembered or thought to write it down, being the guy who's always fiddling with a pencil while we play, <laughs> who would have been the right person to take a note on something like this. But here we are I'll now. Whisper to you. I'll whisper it to you. It's okay. Star Spangled Thunderfuck. <laughs> Thanks. We are the Star Spangled Thunderfox. Thunderfox. Thunder. Ooh, there's a reverb now. Yeah. Mm. Love it. Oh, and our base of boat. operations. Yes, we do. Uh, let's call it the like. So um, I've been reading one of the Gaunt's Ghost books, and uh, there's a a ship in one of the later books called the um, Armid, and like I want to call our ship the USS uh, Mar. No, it's the Armaduke, and I want to call our ship the USS Marmaduke. 
um, because I'm calling the ship Marmaduke in my head the whole time I've been reading this thing. Nice. Perfect. All right. So there's definitely like a faded peeling decal of like the Marmaduke dog, like next to <laughs> the name. Like it's like a big sticker that was not water safe. That was just slapped on the side of the boat. All Mama right. Duke, you can't fit in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> so all of you are having a really nice float in Marmaduke. You're out here on this nice lagoon of a you know, one of those filled in like um old I am blanking on the name for quarry. One of those folding quarries that they turn into. Right. That's they're all over. Like every, every city has little quarry pools. And so like your houseboat is just scenically floating around in muscle city. And you see that the little light up buoy that always has the supplies that brings them to your secret layer comes floating up. You see that there's your, various bags of cockroach chow, all the beer and uh, seltzers that you've been, you've ordered. And on top, along with all your sundry things that help to power your crime fighting unit is today's daily newspaper. And as the good crime fighting detectives you all are, you know that is nothing really starts the day off than a good newspaper read as a team. So... Who, gra who grabs it? I'm, I will ever not. Okay, guys. It, no. Yeah. I was going to say, hey, guys, who can read? Um, I don't know if El Toro can read, but his manager can. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say El Cucaracha was uh, has been on top of the uh, the houseboat, kind of uh, just sunbathing in the in the speedo, making sure he doesn't have any of the tan lines with the uh, uh, all of the other arms kind of applying various oils to kind of get that nice deep tan and uh and he's just basically littered with uh, uh seltzer cans and uh well obviously cockroach trout chow since you threw mm -hmm. that out there so he's he, he's pretty much passed out in the sun right now while applying oils and <laughs> who on. among us is not passed out while applying oils <laughs> Uh, just like one twice. arm is probably eating like cockroach chow. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> living the dream. Yep. Ah. Twinkie wrappers everywhere because uh, just me, the other cockroaches, and the Twinkies are the only things that are going to survive the. <laughs> so it sounds like, um, and what what is the like the short moniker that people call your character, Bridget, like your team? Uh. Just. They just call me Suave. Suave. All right. So Suave, you probably are the most literate of the group. Is kind of what I'm figuring. Is that? It sounds like it. I I will read when pressed, but got got to know how to write down names and numbers. You know, phone numbers. Right. So. 
I'm imagining that you've probably gotten a lot of practice reading the newspaper because you keep putting like ads in there, just like full page pictures of you. That's just like, like showing off your latest looks and trends for all of your fans to admire you. So you've, you've learned to read more than just the comic. I also like to read the personal or the uh, classified section to make sure that there's no court notices for me. Uh, (laughs) Very important. that's the benefit of working and living on a houseboat is that it's very hard to be mm-hmm. get served. So as you're scanning through the newspaper, you see the front page really just captures your attention. There's this grisly picture of what looks to be like a school on fire. And there's like, like very weird, blurry pictures of strange figures almost look like knights and dinosaurs in the background. It's like, totally bizarre something almost out of uh, like bat boy worthy tabloids the newspaper says like there's a siege presently taking place at muscle city junior high several students and members of the personnel have been injured some are even fighting for their lives as we speak at the, and uh, are recovering at the intensive care unit of the local hospital the police have managed to escort some of the wounded away from the high school, but the majority of them are still believed to be trapped inside the building. The authorities refuse to speculate on the nature of the threat before further investigation. All we know for sure at the moment is that law enforcement has erected a security perimeter around the school and won't venture inside the building before military reinforcements have arrived. The authorities want citizens to know that they are hard at work identifying the nature of the threat and elaborating the safest rescue plan. In the meantime, they ask the population to remain calm and not to interfere with the ongoing operation. However, it's difficult to speculate about the incident. Is it another school shooting, some type of terrorist attack, chemical warfare, the start of uh, an epidemic? According to rumors, uh, the victims who are successfully rescued are unable to share any coherent information due to being in a state of shock. Among them was the school janitor, Ernest Doyle, and the science teacher, Archibald Coleman. More details to come. It's a quite a juicy headline that really seems to pop out and beg for the attention of some type of crime-fighting-like unit, something-something, Star Spangled. Mm-hmm. Thunder. Star Spangled Thunder Fucks. Thank you. Fucks. So, um, I guess we should go do something? Yeah, we should probably go go rescue the uh, junior high. It it is a junior high, though. I mean, had had it coming. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably dicks to their parents. (laughs) To everyone, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's let's mm-hmm. being let's, edgy. Let's go dock Marmaduke, or do we have like jet skis to get to shore to and from the? I like to imagine oh, we oh, each have please a jet, jet ski. skis. Come on, oh. yeah. It's got, the the houseboat's got to be slow. We have to have jet out of necessity. Yeah, well, yeah. That so is an asset should... that you can. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, that's an asset that some people have or may not have are vehicles. There's one amongst you who actually does have a vehicle as a starting asset. And that is you, Suave, and I see you've just changed it to oh, jet no, skis. No, I had already so. changed it to jet skis. <laughs> I, had, I, I went into this jet skiing. So, yeah, let's. Fantastic. And, and let's the house say, I love when I'm playing. For the purposes of this game setting, let's just say that much like Venice, 
Muscle City is just filled with canals. Yes. So that canals. we could actually use these to get Yeah, so that we could actually use these to get somewhere on land. You can use them on land, it's just a lot louder. Super yeah. slow, too. <laughs> Super slow. Are we saying that we I have a four-person jet ski? <laughs> I drew four different jet skis. I have. I have, can erase that if we want a four-person. One with like three sidecars. <laughs> yeah. No, I. I yeah. Think we each, we, I'm on it. I think we each get our own so that it can match our our outfits, I, right? Mm. Like, <laughs> I want mine to be all. I already erased it. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Pashki's pencil is the final arbiter. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, you can keep your own head cannon. For those of but... you, yeah, for those of you curious as to what he's uh, scribbling at there, um, we will post his jottings when this episode goes up, if not before. So make sure to watch our uh, Twitter um, at Juan Moncast for more, or the Madness Art Press Instagram, or Pashki's Instagram to see those. They're amazing pictures. Super awesome. So, your crime-fighting insect uh, instincts. I mean, to say insects, there's only one insect. Right Where here. do you want to start launching your investigation? Should we um, interrogate the janitor first? See what if we can get any information out that the uh, authorities haven't. The thing is that the newspaper article said that um, they were in shock. I don't know if we'll get anything. We can try. We can go to the hospital first. I don't see any harm in that. There's also the morgue there, so we could check the dead bodies for clues. Like, maybe there's some gunpowder oh. residue from some kind of exotic firearm that is fueled by kerosene. I don't know. Okay. Or maybe, uh, maybe we can just put our fingers in their mouths, whether they've been shot or not. You know. Just because. Yeah. Can I just ask why we are not taking the approach of finding a sexy librarian to explain or entomologist to explain everything to us? <laughs> you know, I say we interview has... the sexy librarian or entomologist because mm -hmm. now that's just the only option I want. Because you want Ian to role play a sexy entomologist? Yeah, we do. Well, he yeah. already does in my head, so I have it on stream. <laughs> Famously, in middle school, I did my science fair project on the nutrition value of eating insects. So I calculated how many of different types of common insects you need to eat to stay alive. So I guess you could say I'm a little bit of an armchair entomologist. I will let the sexy part be up to you. I love that we suggest that Ian do a sexy entomologist and he goes straight to bug eating. Just to <laughs> hey, it's the sexy part. <laughs> if your lover doesn't eat bugs. Um... <laughs> oh, right. So are we starting off? So which are we, we heading towards first? And going for the hospital and seeing you can track down the survivor's morgue or the sexy librarian entomologist fantasy of your dreams? I think that's just, uh, I think that's Suave's, um, you know, fantasy life talking out I think, loud. I think we're I headed. I think Cucaracha was going to go with me. So. Yeah, no, I'm in. <laughs> do, do we, do we I'll split be the party? Week, man. Um, by the way, what is a sexy entomologist going to tell you? Um, like, I, I don't. We're researching our enemy. Right. 
Well, do we know that our enemy is bugs? Maybe someone has a contact that has a contact uh, right. with a sexy entomologist. Why are librarian. you trying to shut down my sexy entomologist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does the sexy entomologist ever do to you, Charles? Jeez. And what have we ever been goal-oriented? That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I'm going to say, um, if you find yeah. the sexy librarian entomologist, it's going to be young Jeff Goldblum from, like, early <laughs> stages of the fly. <laughs> Such a hunk. Holy shit. People forget. You had me at home. Never forget. So as we're uh, jet skiing over to shore, we probably need a ride. So I'm going to call my ally, uh, the taxi driver, uh, Baz is his name, because I just named him. Baz, I know you're watching. Um, to pick us up, and then as we wait for him to show up, we can figure out where the hell we're going to go. Absolutely. Baz shows up right on time, and you can see maybe he got there even before you uh, docked your jet skis, because you see there's lots of burnout marks on the pavement. Like He's just been perpetually just doing donuts waiting for you. And as customary, <laughs> Boz is, is just absolutely blasting the crazy taxi like soundtrack as loud as he can, <laughs> testing the hydraulics and suspension of his system, and uh, waves you all in. You can tell he's like shouting something at you, but all you're hearing is like lots of very loud, like ska and like Sega music at the top of the speakers. Perfect. Excellent. Now we just have to decide where we're going again. Um, morgue? morgue. I like it. Do people um, bump chip tunes? I wonder. I, I maybe some of them do. Um, yeah, I think that we should probably head to the hospital and maybe there divide our efforts into those who'd like to interview the janitor and those who'd like to go put our fingers in corpses' mouths. Mm. Perfect. Yes. Wonderful. So you take um, you know. Some it's the loudest you've ever been in a taxi and you've also basically hit every curb along the way possible and eventually you pull up in front of the muscle city memorial hospital for memorized muscles or something like that um large <laughs> statue of like a beefcake of a of a person just such covered in muscles you can't even tell out their features but you can tell that there's at least 17 and a half abs on them. It's uh, quite glorious. Beautiful. So who is going to hunt down uh, Mr. Ernest Doyle and who is going to the morgue? All right, I'm in for the morgue. I'm down with the morgue. I thought oh, we were going to split it. the party. Are all picking morgue? <laughs> <laughs> all um, right. The yeah, fuck it. Let's all go to the morgue. <laughs> I said I was going to do it, and if you think I'm backing down, you're wrong. I'm putting my, I'm putting my fingers in that mouth. So th this game assumes that you have all, as a team, done crime fighting in the fast. Do you, how, what is your group? Uh, I was going to ask what your notoriety is when you just show up at the hospital and say, Take me to your morgue. Are people in awe of your presence? Do they know who you are? Or are they like, oh no, not these chuckle thunder fucks? I mean, 
it's in the name though i would see i would like to think that as thunderfucks we think that we are very popular and famous but their perception of us might be a little different i'm quietly losing my shit over Excellent. I applaud you. Finally, I get a point. I'm assuming that's a point. Nailed yeah, it. That's, Go at that's it. definitely a point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So people are have heard of you. It's a mixed bag. And so when you say, uh, I need access to your morgue, there is a little bit of trepidation. There's a security guard as customary to the Muscle City Memorial Hospital for memorized muscles. Um, there's a, you know, in order for you to be, get kind of full access to things that would normally be protected under HIPAA, one of you needs to outflex the security guard to kind of really prove your credentials that you're really um, doing crime fighting work. Who amongst you is stepping up to the challenge? Yes, which one of us no, does have I, the most fabulous I, I think I might, being that I am like the, not tank, what was it, uh, L... Brute. The brute. I'm the brute. So that, that mm-hmm. implies to me most brutish things have big muscles and such. Plus, I called dibs on me and the only person here at the hype man. So I feel like I should have advantage. Mm. Oh, Fair enough. that is a very good point. You brought your hype man and you got him on the jet ski and through the taxi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Is he just hyping like, yeah. the whole time? Yeah. That guy that guy could sit on one of his shoulders. Like he's a I was gonna say, I bet you just can like fold him like a Rubik's tube yeah. and just like <laughs> he just sits on my shoulders, holds onto the horns, and, yeah. and he's going little adventures. I want to have him all like it down. Like a baby Bjorn right in front of you with his little mm-hmm. walker so that he could just break off and start hyping it up. This All sounds right. more and more like a Master Blaster situation to me. <laughs> I mean, Parque de Estados. I mean, yes. Sometimes up here, sometimes here. It just depends. I mean, combo attacks. That's that's the <laughs> game here, man. I just scored as a fifth like player, right? Right? From what I understand the rules. Yeah, yeah, no, the math checks out. If you, there's not actually considered to be a crime fighting luchador because that's a special class because it taps into your team morale ability and other things. So it would actually almost work against you if you had him count as a full luchador uh, want to be. But you have okay. him by your side and he's cheering you on. And I, I'll give you advantage for this because this is a, um, a little bit of kind of showmanship. Um, but just don't get uh, you know your double snake eyes on this, or else it will go poorly for your little guy. Okay. That right. hype man's uh, that hype man's real name, by the way, Ham Fun Senior. <laughs> <laughs> Cross fun. <laughs> I mean, I just have a note that says antique dealer. So yes. Yeah. Yeah, I will have right, you so know. Going- Oh, it's because when I rolled your character, like I rolled and like made this whole archetype, and I actually rolled ally last. I had made this brute with the bull, and I was like, "That is some coincidence that the one ally roll for you is a antique dealer for the whole bull in the china shop." Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah. is that three or four d six? Because you said I have a chance on this be- one time. Correct. So that's um, 3d6. You're going to drop the lowest die, and then you're going to be adding your muscle to that. 
So it would be pretty spectacular if you failed this somehow. Which looks yeah, like that face muscle? that you do. Okay. What face? I don't have a face. You have a face. <laughs> you ever thought about that? Uh, so that's three plus four, then plus another three. Then that passes. Well, uh, but you're only adding. Hold it. You're only adding two dice. No, yeah, I rolled three, three dropped the lowest, okay. and then you said plus gotcha. the muscle mile fire, which is a three. Absolutely. Okay. Making sure that's correct. So uh, you lean in and you just. Do you burst through your shirt intimidatingly, or you just roll it back and reveal your glistening muscles? Well, so we, we go over, and I've got the hype man currently baby Bjorn, and I, I, yes. I snap the straps, put him down. He's got a little walker, and on the, he's got an old-timey little megaphone thing that you see, like movie directors do from like the 20s mm -hmm. this is like my champ here number one el toro and just starts hyping me up and then as he does that i i do the thing where i turn around so like my back's to the security guard and then i do that and i just rip through my shirt intentionally flexing my back muscles in a way so that every seam pops and then i turn around and i 1970s hulk it and the rest of the shirt just drops off. And I'm just like, you're going to let us in there. <laughs> I I should probably not do that voice. Or we're all just going to be doing that voice all night. <laughs> <laughs> so security guard is just absolutely like a chiseled, wonderful, like just a hunk of a person. But when they flex, it's just not as glorious as you doesn't do the shirt burst because, I mean, it's a company uniform. And so there's just not as much pizzazz. So they let out just a little bit of a sad sigh as they realize that you have passed. And, you know, they flex us to where the morgue is. So you get your, your clearance to the morgue. So as you walk down there, you're already getting that aseptic smell of just all the different disinfectants that are just kind of layered over each other, is kind of making a really bad smell to the point where it's probably almost worse and cloying than the smell of rotting flesh, but you'd rather not risk it and find out by not having that many chemicals. The morgue is cold, and you see that there are several gurneys that have been draped over waiting for their autopsies with different toe tags and things. And they seem to be clustered together. Like you can see there's clearly a car accident section where there's like people have been scraped back together into a pile, but there is a kind of reserved. There is a section that all their toe tags have identified them as people from within the junior high or from around the grounds. I put my finger in a corpse's mouth. <laughs> so wait, a junior high corpse or an adult corpse? Uh, both. Okay. Maybe. Two for There's a little. Eh, it's like gases escape from. At least you think they're gases. Kind of looks over and it's like. Very just... interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. The first mouth that you probe into is cold and wet. And the other one is cold sort of wet and then like the dentures fall out and then like <laughs> they just start rattling in the back of the the corpse's throat what are you, um the four of you investigating as you're looking at these corpses 
uh, I look at my 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 shout man, and I'm just like, "Did you know that guy?" And he's just like, "No." And then I walk to the next one. Did you know that guy? No. <laughs> next one. Did you know that guy? Wait. No. <laughs> I think you guys so, should be looking for like wound types. Yeah, maybe? I was gonna say maybe we yeah. should see how they were injured. Who would like to make a brains check as you start to? Analyze the bodies. Oh, I literally brain? can't because I have zero brains. Yeah, I don't have... yeah. So this is so that this is not corresponding with how many dice you roll. Oh. Like in other games, everyone can roll for any check because you have your three stats. It's just two d six plus your skill modifier. Ah. So if you have zero brain, you're still rolling two d six because you still by the curve have an okay chance of passing. Remember, double sixes will always be a crit success. You have your resolve points that you can use to bump up a roll. So if you maybe roll a seven, you're right there at threshold passing. You can burn a resolve point to bump to eight, so you pass. You can use hero points. So even before you roll, you can burn a hero point, so then you can roll with advantage. Um, and you can also spend hero points on your teammates as well. So you have options, even if you're dumb. <laughs> I, uh, I rolled an 11. All right. So as you are looking at these corpses, the first thing that really strikes you is that all the wounds are different. Uh, every single corpse that you're looking at has some type of different wound. You see one person has like large slashes that go all the way down to the bone. Like they were just sliced by some type of like very sharp blade. Another body looks like it was ripped apart by like like a thresher or claws or something and there's still bite marks another body that has like powder burn wounds and seem to be peppered with some type of pellets or crude bullets Ooh. and another person that seems to have some type of kerosene um antiquated gun damage what was that that you said at the very beginning el toro about kerosene rifles Yeah, that that was a theory that uh, I heard on the internet that I didn't think was true, but maybe now it might be. See, one person with kerosene, at least what's it, it would be indicative of that pattern, yeah. or something very strange. Another, so, if there are more bodies, and the more of them you look at, they all have different like wound types, and even one person looks like um, they've been blasted with. Or maybe either repeatedly stabbed with a giant soldering iron or maybe a giant laser. Mm. Stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Does your mother sew? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Get her to sew dirt. So, you know, I, I'm just saying, I, I'm leaning pirate here. <laughs> Well, Go on. I mean, I don't know about the so, pressure. Other than that, I, the laser's the only thing stumping me on this. Maybe they're space pirates. I don't know. But mm -hmm. you know, we've got old timey guns and slashing, and just it sounds like pirates to me, man. With um, that roll that you got, when you look at that gunshot kind of thing, you do see that those little shots are lead, like crudely poured lead balls. Yeah. See. Hmm. Pirates. All right. That's a yeah. so, theory. Back to the houseboat and we wait for pirates. 
<laughs> no, I Unless think we take the, the jet pirates. skis to the pirates. <laughs> oh, that's a better yeah. idea. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. What was that whole uh, thing in Waterworld? What, what do they call the jet skis that they rode into battle? I don't remember this. A long time. I'm then, I barely that. remember Waterworld. I have to think. Oh, man. Um, entirely every, long enough since I've seen that movie. Every time I scratch behind like my ears or something, I think about like the gills. Like, what if I just like feel a gill Kevin Costner style? Okay. Other information you like to gather? Oh, that would be a clue. So you have gotten the first clue point of the evening. So you can mark that on your sheet. For the home viewer who doesn't have a copy yet, clues help you to uh, unravel the mystery, but then also can be used to activate the team's special attack ability, which they have yet to reveal what the name of their... Well, I, there's a lot that could be derived from your team name, so I bet there's going to be some fun derivative thereof. I mean... <laughs> I sort of feel like it should just be called the singular of our collective name. Yeah. I mean, a chuckle fuckery. We are the Star Spangled Thunder Fox, and uh, it is the Star Spangled Thunder Fox. And, uh, yep. mm-hmm. you know, as it once was, it shall be. Yeah. I feel like ACDC should be playing in the background or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll feel out. Uh, it's than... the mood, you know, you can't force it. I'm forcing. So, jet skis <laughs> in Waterworld were thunder skis or wave rippers. I love it. <laughs> wave rippers, that's what I remember. Rippers. Oh, uh, yeah, they shout that. Thank you. Other things from the corpses or other things you want to do in the hospital? I've accomplished my only desire here. Uh, <laughs> We've seen the wounds. We kind of have some idea of at least weaponry. You know, they've got these uh, what's got slashing claws, um, old timey lead firing guns, and a laser. Answer that riddle. We we know what we're fighting. Yeah, pirates. Maybe it's something that ships space pirates or space pirates. Just or or bugs, Mm -hmm. or it could be bugs. Yeah, we should go ask the entomologist anything like this. <laughs> I'm literally right here, guys. I don't understand what you're talking about. I, what do you mean? Always blind. Wings start to vibrate, kind of. Yeah, you're, you're, your costume. I'm always in my costume, the speedo, and you're always no. in yours. No, no, no. It's, 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 no, no, no. You, you don't. You don't get that's, it. That's it's, it's not just a. Co- yeah, it's a concept. It's a. It's a concept it, that you came up with, right. and you. You've you're been right. doing it great. I'm really proud yeah. of you. Uh, well, well, thank you. I mean, we have to stay in character no matter what. I get that, but no, it's really just it, don't break kayfabe. That's very important. Yeah. yeah, space pirates. Yeah, okay, sure. Fuck it. Um, yeah, space fuck pirates. Bucks. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. yeah. Fuck space pirates. Maybe. Let's find out. Sexy <laughs> um, librarians. Yeah, I really <laughs> want to talk to this entomologist librarian lady. Yeah, I. You know, I I feel like she'd have something to offer. Mm-hmm. Like her phone. Well, you can you can mm-hmm. crack open that dating sim as soon as we're done here. And just <laughs> <add that. 
<laughs> I've got the, the mobile simulator. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, I guess we're junior high bound. Um, oh, As, hey, to the junior high. Yeah. yeah um, well, I guess we have to know the nature of the threat, but then I, I got a little something in my sleeve, my spangly sleeve. Your spangly so, spandex sleeve. To, yes. yes, yeah. Hard to get something up those sleeves. Uh, so let's head to the junior high. Absolutely. So you uh, call, actually, he's never even left. Boz is still just doing donuts. Ambulances are trying to pull <laughs> into the ER, and he's just causing an absolute riot. In fact, two ambulances have to be um dispatch just to deal with how many pedestrians he's been striking as he's been burning out but you can tell like somewhere in the hospital someone is just like rubbing their hands together excitedly it's like like ah customers yes. <laughs> let, let the man spin you loved crazy uh, taxi didn't you i actually have oh. never even played it like once <laughs> wow <laughs> I had friends that bought the arcade, but I, I've never played it. As the meter hasn't been running this whole time, has it? Oh, it has been. All right, fine. I mean, he hasn't stopped driving. No, that's so. true. But he's been picking up all the money from striking those pedestrians. So, like, your like meter money has been going. All right. So you hop back in for a you know, 15 tonight, this inducing minute ride to the junior high. As you start getting close to it, you see that there is a large police cordon. There's helicopters flying over lots of news report, like vans and like crowds of people that are angrily shouting. Police are doing their best to contain everything. And you see there's a lot of like men in aviator Start sunglasses super dark, talking on big boxy radios to uh, who knows exactly what. They all look to be on edge, and it almost seems like a powder keg of the situation. So the first thing you're going to need to do is figure out how to infiltrate the school or how to break this police cordon. I feel like no. I figure you know like Yeah. We could all put on costumes. <laughs> That's even better. I was going to say we just walk right through like we own the place, but all right. So, what? Well, I, I know how I could clear the cordon. I was just going to do a backflip over it, but you know. That's my solution to basically everything. But you could do backflip. a backflip in costume. Yeah. In disguise. Sure. Yes. <laughs> But if if the cordon is for whatever's going on in the junior high, I'm not sure how dressing up like students. I'm not sure the cops are going to be like, "Oh yeah, there's a shooting going on in there. You don't want to miss it." Like right this that's way. The brilliance <laughs> of it is. <laughs> is the shooting still going on? <laughs> you get on in like, there. You get on in there. You don't want to miss that. This? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's like a siege. Just <laughs> Sultan Preschool Thirteen. Yeah, Joe's forced. <laughs> don't like it. I thought that was thought that was brilliant. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> I think maybe um, 
like I don't know. Accordion is usually like all the way around. I was gonna say like sneaking might be oh, the best way. I could talk to a cop. Oh, do that. I mean, we all can. I mean, but I not me. <laughs> I'm very charismatic. Oh, then you should definitely talk to a cop. Yes. So there are tons of cops. Tell me about the one cop that you single out that you go up to talk to. Um, I'm going to go for the um, the kind of dopey looking, obviously new one. <laughs> so as requisite, uh, he is eating a donut. He's a little bit pot bellied and he has a little shelf of crumbs. And you see that his name tag says Rookie Marmaduke Jr. the second okay. on it. So I'm going to approach. And I got a house. No, no, and what? What what more is there to Marmaduke? Uh, well, so far, it looks to be like a lot of stains, presumably chocolate mm. uh, across the uniform. Oh, I wouldn't presume that. Maybe coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and as you begin to saunter your way over, his jaw just drops and just crumbs, just like masticated donut just kind of yeah. starts to like trail oh, out God. of him. Um and uh, he, he tries to fix his greasy hair and, like, get himself presentable as much as he can. Thinks about maybe uh, brushing off the crumbs, but you see him very slyly brush the crumbs into his hand and then put uh -huh. it into his pocket for I was later. going to offer to brush the crumbs for him. Um, just, yeah, just, just, just take care of that for him. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say to him, can I call you Duke? Duke. Ooh, that's a that's good. Listen. Oh, exactly. Um, <laughs> what's inside that school looks like it's very dangerous. And when you were <laughs> when you were dealing with a dangerous enemy, you need dangerous allies. And I could tell that you are a man of of great intelligence <laughs> and uh, impressive appetites. And I want to say that if we, if you would let us inside, I think that I could be very, very grateful later. <laughs> oh. Yes. Sarge says I'm not. These. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sarge says I'm not supposed to tell people what's inside, but and he just takes too long looking at you from head to toe, giving you a little bit uncomfortably below the belt stare. Mm -hmm. And uh, looks back up at you, and um, you were saying something. He doesn't even have long enough hair to twirl, but he's like twirling his hair to try to be cute. He's like, well, "What were you saying about being grateful?" If I let you in, I, I let's just say that I have some experiences that I bet you have never had. He visibly shivers, mm. and it makes this whole thing more uncomfortable. And you can visibly see goose skin across his body. He goes, "Oh golly!" <laughs> um, so you have advantage on persuasion rolls, and I really want to see how this plays out with the roll because it's either going to be a smashing yeah. success or the one fluke yeah. failure. So please roll at your. Uh, Check at advantage. So I guess it'd be 
you could use any of your stats for this basically you could flex them with muscle you could just show how limber and light you are with your yeah. acrobatics or uh, your wit I, your i'm brains. gonna do a um, being charming one-handed back handspring with a double tuck um for him like a like a cheerleader move like absolutely um let's see how that goes let's see my acrobatics is plus one okay and I just, I was curious as for your version of the Suave, uh, what do you have a traditional gender representation or? I, I was kind of picturing him as like a luchadori Johnny Quest. Or not Johnny, I was, uh, not yeah, Johnny I was, Quest, Johnny, Johnny Bravo. Bravo. Was, yeah, yeah, that was his name. Okay. Yeah. Great. I was trying to figure if you were like a, like a male figure for the inappropriate staring locations, making sure oh, yes, inappropriately yes. staring in the correct direction. Thank okay. You. Thank you for checking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and your roll. Oh, sorry. It is. I did roll. This is the problem with the internet dice roller. I lose which tab it's in. Uh, three, four, and one. So eight total. That is right on the mark. Um, so you have done better backflips and stuff in your life, but you need just enough to impress Marmaduke Gomer Pyle over here. And um, he is squirming uncomfortably so with his excitement, and he goes, yeah, you, you, you can go in. Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's all kinds of real crazy <laughs> shit in there, but you sound real experienced. I don't think nothing's gonna surprise you, but uh, yeah, I think I think I saw some dinosaurs. I I I like oh. dinosaurs. All right. <laughs> I tell you, I'm a, I tell you, I'm a I cop. Yes. <laughs> I I think I might have just figured out what our what our um enemy of the day is, man. They're like, didn't you say that some of the bodies had uh. <clears throat> like burn marks like from like a laser gun mm -hmm. Ian? Mm -hmm. potentially uh, yeah yeah i think we've got uh fucking like dinosaurs with badass laser harnesses uh that would explain the the claws the thrushing the burning i don't know who's riding them but they're armed with much inferior Pirates. um like, <laughs> yeah. or bugs yeah so i guess that's what they're driving not a boat. They're driving big it's ass. Dinosaurs. We're doing a crossover with our Cosmosaur gameplay from the other mm. day. That's exactly what I was <laughs> yeah. thinking. We're gonna kick our own asses. <laughs> yeah. So from here, you look like you could get your you just kind of shimmy your way across through all these bushes to get to like the front door or there's a large window here that looks like it opens into a classroom that you could just slip your way into let's uh yeah let's let's slip in through the classroom i agree perfect it's unanimous we agree all right so as you open up the uh, the window into this classroom, you see that there are several students that are backed into a corner. They've made a little barricade of flipped desks. You hear them like shout and scream. 
they um there is weird fog that is sleeping underneath the door presumably to the hallway beyond um but in the middle of this room is a well it looks it is a um dinosaur in a suit with a Tommy <laughs> I did not guns. see that coming. Yeah, no. And no, that's a new two, one, yeah. Looks just like a uh Triceratops monster and has two thinner lizard-like uh bodyguards with like thick shades that are standing next to them. They look like they've been chattering about something about um, how do you best use and leverage the hostages for uh, blood money. And then they see you. And the first thing, as you are kind of crawling into this window, is you're going to be sprayed with bullets from this Tommy gun, itchy trigger finger uh, from the giant Triceratop hands. I'm going to need all of you to roll me an acrobatics roll to dodge out of the way before we all leap into combat. Eight. You, of course, do a nice flourish. Pass, Eight. pass, and Bucaracha. Eight. All of you, you're definitely this been itching for, I mean, ever since plunging your hands into corpses, you've mm -hmm. been itching for action. And you dodge out of the way as these bullets just break out all the windows. You can hear various screams and police sirens whooping even louder from outside the building. Um, but there's a lot of tinnitus that you're getting from getting a Tommy gun go off point blank inside of a classroom. Um, there's a little bit of a ringing sound, and at least thankfully it's drowned out the sound of all the kids screaming. So I want someone to be so bold as to roll me a D6 for the round robin initiative. Okay. Be brave. I'll be brave. <laughs> That's a four. All right. So you get the drop on this Triceratops mobster. And uh, we'll go in order of my visual screen. So it's going to start with a Cucaracha before heading over to a Rocket Man, then a Suave. Finally, in the rear is El okay, Toro. Well, what I would do is, as we do all the dodging and getting out of the way of the bullet fire, uh, I'm actually going to take flight since I have wings. I can actually fly. And I'm going to kind of assess the situation. And then what I want to do is go for one of the thinner uh, uh, little mobster guys and giving a, give him a flying clothesline to try to uh, tackle him down. Absolutely. So uh, as soon as you even like get closer, as you start buzzing around, the two little reedy bodyguards uh, are pressing like their earpieces for no real reason because they're all in close quarter, and they start talking about strategy of how to take you down, like loudly, like you can hear it. Uh, all right, so go ahead and make your attack. So you're going to be rolling okay. muscle. Uh, that is a six, eight. Uh, that's a ten. To 10. So you strike. Um, actually, as you even attack in the general vicinity of the Triceratops, this bodyguard just jumps into the hit to just make sure that his boss doesn't get hit at all. So you hit him okay. full on. And then I'm just going to pin him to the ground. All right. And so the let me roll down your damage here. Uh, so for you... 
So that is two plus your muscle and your muscles. All right, so that's four damage from you. Okay. Uh, so you pin him to the ground, and he writhes under you just like when you cut a tail off of a garter snake. He's trying to wriggle himself free to protect his boss. Next in initiative, uh, Rocket Man. So, uh, question, like, do we have to use one of our special moves when we attack, or can we just describe what we do? You can just describe okay. what you uh, do. Mr. Uh, I choose to believe that it's a triceratops with a Tommy gun. Um hmm. That just feels right to me. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna um, do that thing to him where I, I run up his chest and kick him in the face, doing a backflip, because um, I'm nimble as hell. So, all right, make your attack roll. You got it. That's just straight up two dice, or so. Um, advantage. If, yeah. or... Um, if since you're not using your special move. You're going to be just doing your attack, so that's 2d6 plus your muscle. And then if you had a relevant asset, you would use that. But it doesn't sound uh, that's That's a 7, so I think that I wipe out. I, I attempt the kick, and I don't stick it. So when you try to you like land your kick, the other bodyguard just throws himself at you, and you tumble to the ground. Doesn't even let your your hit connect with him. You none of you take damage. You just kind of tumble and tussle together, and the entire time he's frantically trying to put his fingers into his earpiece to make sure he's hearing everything from his companion, who's also like a foot away on the floor next to you being pinned by Okugaracho. I am going to go and uh, elbow drop on the dude who uh, Kukarache has has pinned. All right, so he is pinned. So because he's pinned, I'm going to go ahead and say that you'd have advantage on that since he's pinned. 13. That is a definite, uh, yeah, you definitely elbow slam him. Go ahead and, oh, so your damage then would be, I should have written that down. Wait, I've got it. That, you know, so that is just two damage from you. So as you slam down on him, you hear this crunching sound and the bodyguard screams my spine and all of his like limbs just kind of go out at weird angles and he starts to drool wow. from his side Mission of his mouth accomplished i guess yeah. <laughs> but that leaves last in initiative el toro <clears throat> El Toro, uh, uh, at this point, since everything has happened, he has already removed <clears throat> Ham Fund and put him on the ground with his little walker. I keep getting smaller in my personal head cannon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then proceeds to like just make direct eye contact with the Triceratops henchman that's been like shielding everyone. And he's just like. And then he just snorts out like the stereotypical puff of smoke from his nose. And he just barrels his way down there to like do like a, a jumping double kick. I don't know if um could I special move right now? You can certainly you yeah. can certainly special move. You can use the special move once per 
combat. Yeah. So is that what your choice is? Yeah, the head scissor takedown. So I'm going to wrap both my legs around the head of the Triceratops, which could be a really bad idea. Being horned animal, but you would think I would know that being a horned animal character. Mm-hmm. Um, horn to horn. Horn to <laughs> horn. Yeah. Okay. So I, I go with my, my horn to their horn. And uh, yeah, so that would be uh, three. That six. is an autumn. That's an automatic. That is when, that's an automatic, and since it's a level one ability, you're inflicting an extra damage on top of your base. Mm-hmm. So all together, um, you're going to be doing four. Oh wow! So you're going to be doing six oh. points of damage. So you. No wait. Correct me. Just make sure I'm doing this correctly. Are you targeting the mobster or the the bodyguard? I mean. I feel like it would be too cheap to go for the mobster at first. Like, follow me on this. In every story, okay. you gotta take out the henchman first. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking out the henchman. Wanted to make sure. So as you are charging towards this henchman, um, the well, the henchman is—I mean—is tumbled down to the ground, gets up, and you skewer him on your your horns. And you feel him thrash and just like beat at your your helmet. And there's a lot of blood just running down inside of your mask. Mm-hmm. It's like weird, cold, because I mean, they're cold-blooded lizards. And after a while, he stops thrashing. And he's just stuck <laughs> on your horns. Like his body is mangled and torn. And like when you try to pull him off, you can feel bones grinding. Like he's really <laughs> stuck to your helmet. Nice. Nice. Uh, I guess the I have to lose my helmet. Dino Mobster just says, Fools, those lackeys. I've got more of them where they came from. As for you, and you hear like the sound of like a fresh drum being slapped into his Tommy gun and goes, Well, lunch is served. And just like like fires at you. He's gonna fire at the closest person, which I feel at this point is going to be you El Toro. Mm-hmm. Uh so he begins unload. Uh, go ahead and roll me your acrobatics. All right, so that's no modifier, just two dice. 11. Ooh. Oh, just 11. Yes. So you definitely, how do you, I guess, cartwheel out of the way or as uh, you are just ragdolling this dead yeah. bodyguard around, <laughs> spraying blood everywhere. Children are screaming in the corners. You're like hosing them with lizard blood. I'd, the only obvious like thing to, to do know. is what, uh, every. Once again, Ian is just traumatizing the hell out of some children for the purposes of this <laughs> show. It's just it's just cold lizard, But it's hot right? and it's oily. <laughs> and I'm all about it. <laughs> but no, the only obvious thing to do is to grab the, the head of the now lifeless Triersops gob mobster guy. And to use his own head shield as a shield between me and the boss and trying to ram his own henchman 
into him. Point, point, point of clarification, the monster is the Triceratops. The henchmen are thin, reedy, lizardy folk that are now broken and dead. Well, I missed that. So you'll need to kill you need to kill the mobster in order to use his head as a shield for something else. Challenge accepted. Dibs on but, the head. <laughs> well, the dibs, the dibs go to El Cucaracha. I guess it should be El Cucaracho, mm-hmm. uh, as it is his turn. Okay, so both henchmen are pretty much You're done, done right? Okay, so then what I will Correct. do is, as the uh, the Triceratops has uh, got his attention on uh, El Toro, I'm going to go behind and grab around his body with all of my extra limbs, and uh, I'm going to use my special move. Uh, uh, it's a suplex. So I'm going to do a belly-to-back suplex, lifting him up with all of the limbs and dropping him on the nice. back of his head. Um, being As I have the extra limbs, it also says it grants advantage for climbing, fleeing, and other regular attacks. So If you are using your special ability, that's already going to be an automatic success. But I will say, if you are using your extra limbs as part of that, I would fully think Mm -hmm. that you would get an extra two damage points, one for each limb as you have more grip and you've got this little like claw like appendages at the end of you. Okay. So for you, that would be your two plus your muscles would be two, four, six, and then one from your special ability. So that's seven points of damage altogether. As you um, pick him up, flip it, reverse it, mm-hmm. Missy Elliott style, and slam him to the ground. Uh, he grunts and you, he begins to thrash out at you, and you hear him like getting to try to um, maneuver his Tommy gun in your direction. There's some crunching in him, but he is not down without a fight, and he's just like, that just stay down. Your death will be sweet. I know that bugs are supposed to be hard to kill, but I will squish you like one. Next in initiative, that's Rockman. Um, let's see. So he's on the ground right now, right? The Triceratops. Correct. Okay, so that rules out that. You know what? Uh, even though he's on the ground, I'm going to spin through him anyway. <laughs> Hey, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to pick him up, spin him around, and throw him back down on the ground. Perfect. So you use your special ability, and you pick him up, and you start to flow him around. Uh, he sounds an utter surprise that you can pick up his, his weight, especially as you're kind of a scrawny thing. Um, and as you throw him down to the ground, I feel like this is also a pretty good opportunity for like a witty Elton John zinger of some kind. Do you have any pithy wrestling thing you say as you fling your opponents? Mm, not this time. I've got things planned for other moves, but this one I didn't expect to use, so I don't have anything cocked no, and locked. Well, he didn't expect no, he it did either. So. He did not. So that is four points of damage as you slam him back to the ground. There's this 
terrible shattering sound even though the keratin doesn't really shatter you break off his horn and it scatters across the room and he's like i'm gonna cut your cock <laughs> off for that that's not witty it's just <laughs> that's just mean no he said he said he's, he's in pain he's like i'm gonna put a new horn uh, on this i'm gonna that's get better. your horn <laughs> <laughs> that's showing a little more effort that's good okay that's an improvement <laughs> I, am I mean if I just got spun I'm not probably going to be on my A game Kid fair give a mobster dino mobster a, a break no, <laughs> All right. no we, we hold dino mobsters to higher standards here in wandering monster <laughs> <laughs> specifically uh, that kind of mobster yeah. just yeah. that Best of all, all right. yeah, whatever. So, kind of officer is in really bad shape. Lost his favorite horn. Do you think Suave, you can finish off this dinosaur? Yeah, I think I can. In fact, I'm I'm going to spray some perfume so that I can summon an ally here. All right. So roll D three, and you will have D three allies that appear. That's great. One. All right, great. Uh, since you've got the die roll, roll me d20. 13. So you hear, as soon as you uh, start to spray your perfume uh, running, you hear like shouting from behind you the cordon. A reporter just like runs through the cordon and jumps into the window, just like wide eye, like smelling your like heart and like pheromone tainted perfume. He's got like the pencil in his behind his ear. He's got the little notebook and he goes, What's the scoop? So we're <laughs> with the scoop. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's uh, let's let's do the bonus attack. I mean, come on, it's like. We're running out of time here. I want to make sure I can do my bonus attack. We'll do my All special right. move, my Absolutely. backbreaker. Um, I have a clarifying question. The pinstripe suit yeah. that the Triceratops is wearing, since he's quadrupedal, is that sleeves on all four legs? <laughs> yes. Or, okay. Just wanted to, to know that. So I'm assuming it's double-breasted. So, all right. Let's see here. Are you, I mean, 18. So, are you using what, what exactly are you are you doing? I'm gonna go in and I'm going to go scoop him up, pick him up, and drop him over my knee in the backbreaker. Okay, the dinosaur. I was dinosaur, trying yeah. to figure if you're gonna use the reporter as like a weapon or something or like <laughs> suplex him into the dinosaur. No, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna have him record it. That's gonna be all right. Yeah, watch this. Watch this. Uh, Breaking the news. <laughs> <My back. laughs> she just like take the dinosaur and pull a bane and just like break his spine over your leg, sickening crunch, and you finish off the dinosaur mobster. And like you like the uh reporter is writing down like every onomatopoeia that could possibly be said to describe all the breaking of dinosaur bones. Uh, and you'll see that in tomorrow's uh, newspaper that comes in the buoy for your to the houseboat. So you have dispatched the dinosaur. Um, children are still quivering in, in terror in the corner and covered in dinosaur blood. 
there is that door to the hallway and there's weird fog that is rolling underneath it. You can also loot the corpses if you want to oh, spend the time. Say, is there anything yeah. on the Triceratops that we can uh, yeah. see if there's any sort of clues? Can I take it, Sud? Does the jacket yes. fit any so, of us? Um, the jacket fits cool. El Toro best because of the large frame. The skinnier suits, if you kind of, well, one of them would Hell fit no. Rocket I'm, Man. I'm in love with my sparkly pinstripes or speed striped rather, uh, jumpsuit. Not trading in for a suit. All right. Uh, so as you loot the monster's body, uh, for some reason in his, like, on the, as you're um, stripping off his pinstripe suit, he has a bear trap that he had like strapped on his backside for just the red occasion. Good thing mm-hmm. it was never armed. And on the two little lizard henchmen, one has a stack of comic books, and the other one has a lunchbox. I feel bad for the little guys now. This is kind yeah. of cool. I, we could have hung. Yeah. 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 The comic collection for whoever takes it will give you plus one muscle. The lunchbox restores D3 vitality um, up to three times. So I take just the speedo order section of, operations of the suit and I fashion Ooh. it into a new pinstripe speedo. Mm-hmm. Nice. You, you take his underwear? He's no, I said specifically the speedo section of his suit. Yeah, the one that would be best is underwear. Yeah. Okay, I was imagining he was wearing a business suit as a mobster, but uh, a, I like a this business suit. I, I was imagining. I have to you, be agile. I, I was yeah. imagining that you figured that a three-piece suit, like one of those pieces, was a speedo that matched the rest of the suit. And I was going to applaud you. Absolutely. Like, of the vest. <laughs> it's a business suit for your yeah, business. Right. All right. You know, right. add it to our list of things we're doing like, professionally. Yeah. Love it. Executive thongs. Love it. Yeah. Executive thongs. So that'll be part of that uh, bear lounge that we are developing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So as you exit the classroom and go into the hallway, you see that the hallway is completely filled with roaring fog. Like it's just kind of billowing and bubbling out of nowhere. And as it creates little pockets with the breeze, you can see like distant battlefields. You can see strange alien vistas, large mountain ranges. You can see down the hallway towards the front door, there's this loud clanking, and you see two ball. If you didn't know any better, they almost look like knights in full suits of armor. With one of them seems to be like brandishing an halberd, and the other one a bastard sword, or patrolling back and forth. And the fog seems to be coming thickest down the hallway in the direction of the gymnasium. There are lockers on other sides of the hallways, and there are other doors to other classrooms and bathrooms and such from this vantage point. Well, should we go to head first into where all the thick fog's coming from, or do we just fuck about? Uh, thick- Personally, uh, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, as someone drawn to the drama, I, the the fog is beckoning me. Yeah, I mean, sure. Ian said something with swords, so my vote is going to be for the sword people. But I understand if I am overruled, and I don't want to split the party. <laughs> if you had a sword yourself, I'd be willing to hear your case. Mm-hmm. I like I said, I am willing to be overruled on this. I don't feel this way strongly enough. As you are deciding what you're doing, one of those little pockets of fog, you can get this little view of like a dense jungle and vines shoot out of it and begin snaking up the wall and begin to sprout in various almost fractal-like patterns starting to take over the wall. It almost looks like it's breathing as like the vines and the leaves kind of heave in and out. I'm glad we don't have to wrestle that. I mean, I think wrestling a vine would be pretty ineffective um ineffectual both either that'd still be a pretty good match though it would only be a couple of seconds let's head towards the fog rolling gym what do you guys think yeah i'm into it yep nope all right as you were heading in that direction your footsteps cause some of the fog to roll away and there is a pile of just absolutely mangled teenagers that are jumbled together. Everyone needs to make a brain check or or else suffer a point of mental vitality damage. So even with the yeah, zero for my brains, I get one dice. Yeah, so it's to be a straight 2d6. All right. There's one of my Ds. I don't forget. People have you have your resolve points, hero points Nine, as well. I just passed. I did. Beautiful. Not. Who did not? I got pass? a five. I got a seven. I got a three. Remember, you could use your resolve points. Those bring up your roll to eight, so you can spend as many points that you want, unless you want to be intentionally yeah, horrified think, by the side. I think take that um, the complexity trauma. will make me more attractive, so I'm going to. To go ahead and break the trauma. I more or less do the other option if I can. What's the other option? Resolve points. Yeah, so does that mean I get an extra die or it just lowers it to. No, so your resolve points, you spend them on a one one to one ratio to raise up and pass something. So if you roll a seven, like in Kevin's case, he could spend one resolve point that changes to eight. So then he passes if he wants. Which I will do, but how many resolve points? I don't see it on my sheet. It's on your sheet. So mine would do nothing. Okay. Um, So for... You, Kevin, your resolve is... Oh, interesting. I don't know why that fell off. So you should have... Okay, then I'm definitely using resolve point. Yeah. Okay. So... So I don't... As you start heading towards the the gym... I don't... I don't have enough resolve points to to make it resolve i i rolled too low then then you take one point of okay you take one point of damage to your vitality points from the the horror 
The horror. Minus one. So you beeline your way to the gymnasium. You see, um, as you are going past, um, that there are things roaming around in the fog. Um, unless you want to track their attention, I'm going to have each of you roll me like acrobatics or brains to stealth your way through the rest of this corridor. You see that there's even something that looks like a robot holding a large sci-fi style laser rifle that's clanking loudly. Patrolling, scanning things with laser eyes. Fly with an eight. Uh, a natural twelve. No, oh, I got so a six and a five, six. but I use my acrobatics, which is or acrobatics, so oh. it's got a one. So okay. If you roll double sixes, then you get a free hero point. Again, hero points can be used to get advantage on any roll, but you declare it before you roll it. Uh, anyone fail? Yeah. So does this affect my vitality Beautiful. again? Uh, no. What it does is it attracts their attention. So the three that passed, uh, you sneak on past, but you're kind of lumbering in the background, you know, Toro, and like mm -hmm. a bowl and a china shop. You trip over a mangled teenager, like one does, uh, and you spill out and make a lot of noise. You also tumble into like a pile of like stacked <laughs> tin cans and cardboard boxes and make just a gosh awful riot. The robots and the knights with the swords both turn your direction and see you and then the close in on you the other three of you can beeline it to the gym I if you we want can just be like fuck that guy <laughs> or we could flank these guys yeah i don't think we i leave no um leave no person behind i think so no I'd... crime fretting luchador but left behind mm -hmm. yeah yeah so for sake of time we're going to play this out as like a montage of scenes so you see one set of tin men with guns advancing towards el toro with a different set of tin men the actual knights in uh start to advance with their swords and a brawl breaks out eventually the tin men's are locked in this battle of robot versus man who's superior especially when dressed in vestiges of steel and they duke it out as a honor battle like, you're able to scrape on by i like just to think that both uh Robots and knights, each of them think that the other one is making fun of them, like how they're dressed. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, that's that's precisely what I was thinking of. So we'll just say for sake of time that you take uh, one point of collateral laser damage, El Toro, mm -hmm. and for good measure, one point of sword damage. So you're collecting all those kinds of wounds that you saw in the morgue. But at least you got to see those swords up close and personal. And yes, they were authentic HEMA-approved swords. As no, you um, Actually, since I, I, sure. I will throw you a bone, these are... Well, true. They are period-accurate swords, unlike a lot of the things that you can order off of <laughs> Timo and Sheen. These are the real deal. So you're basically watching these, you know, sets of tin cans open each other like can openers, and it's uh, grisly. Oil and blood everywhere. It's a massacre. 
All right. So advancing towards the gymnasium, you see that there is a lot of fog rolling out from underneath the door, and there's just a slick of blood that is also poured out my, from my underneath it. My final guess is evil wizard. You, you guys Let's see want how it to make a out. final guess before we see what's behind door number one? I'm hoping one. it's a, like a, a Kiss-style band. Well, that'd be dope. I, it's got to just be another wrestler that this is the most elaborate stage entrance that any wrestler <laughs> has ever done. Or a bug. Love it. Always with the bugs. I was going to say the principal because <laughs> he's a evil warlock type dude or whatever but maybe he's a bug maybe maybe we'll we'll tag team or something i don't know so it'd be like the, just... it'd be like the was it season three of buffy the vampire slayer that uh the principal was a demon get ready to ascend i think it was anyway I remember. yeah whatever. i'm just disappointed no one's gonna call back to legends of the lunch line <laughs> good point that's a good game so, Damn good game. Who opens the door? I'll do it. I can dodge out of the way if anything goes too badly, I hope. So you open the door and just a large wash of almost like a wave of fog buffets you. It carries with it the stench of the dead, but also a lot of different acrid smells of gunpowder, some weird feral musky animal odor, something that smells like dried, decayed leaves, and then this actinic smell like burnt wires and just energy gone awry. There's a large banner above you that says, uh, annual science <laughs> fair today. And you see through the very thick fog, just barely I can make out rows of tables with like dioramas and stuff. Very hard to see through the fog. Um, in one corner, the opposite corner, you see that there is something like glowing and thrumming and pulsing with weird lights, a little bit like Encounters of the you know Fourth Kind. And towards the back of the gymnasium where there's the stage, there is a gate. Um, it is like a blue eclipse, but 12 feet high, 6 feet large, and it's also thrumming and pulsating with blue electricity like it's made of thunderbolts. In front of that gate, giant T-Rex. It roars this horrible sound, an unlikely, uh, poorly swearing dino mobster, the very kind of genteel of his suit. This is like the raw thing straight out of Jurassic Park. And of course, all, you know, all your science books are wrong. It's not like a scaly menace. It's covered in feathers and, you know, it looks like a kind of a big ass ugly bird thing, but it still is really terrifying. And you see those little like pathetic limbs are actually wings <laughs> and they tuck back and uh, it starts to kick apart tables and starts to is trumble towards you. Tiny wings? <laughs> Oh, excitedly, excitedly. It makes a little, <laughs> almost kind of like the sound of Kukaracha's wings when it's like wing night mm -hmm. at the little dive bar. Does it shake its tail feathers? <laughs> well, slow down there, cowboy. It hasn't evolved those yet. It just has the little pathetic wings. <laughs> Give it a lot. 
That's the best image of a T-Rex. I mean, I'm never going to think of them any other way. Just like these little little bitty arms, gigantic body. Like Behold, a land-bound bumblebee. <laughs> Love it. All right. So you see kind of, again, snapshots. Really hard to see through the thick fog. Science dioramas. Weird thing pulsing in the corner. Some type of portally thing giant t-rex this seems to be um the source of all the problems so it all would right. seem. what do you do who wants to roll for initiative who feels lucky i'll go for it d6, d6. two t-rex is hungry has not had enough beans so it charged towards you and it attacks the first person which i'm gonna say is gonna be you rocket man since you opened the door first since you fell upon that grenade right. um so this is a super beast this is like at the end of every one of these adventures you fight a large boss-like figure so that's what this is so it charges towards you and it's so pathetically flapping its wings. And the first thing it does is it tries to like throw down one of its legs to crush you. It looks halfway lizardly, halfway bird with a couple of feathers sticking out, but it still looks like it's enough to crush your plucky frame. Uh, so roll acrobatics that move out of the way. Okay. Yeah, I did that just fine. That's 12 total. Nice. So you jump out of the way and you can, as a free action, can grab a fistful of T-Rex feathers as you tumble, <laughs> I do if so you so choose. choose. Like, like to get a hold of um, it or just to snatch them out for heat sakes? You snatch them out, you just yeah, fuck just them gonna, out. Just a fistful, just of, a fistful of feathers as hard as I can just to... Yeah, sure that's some fistful of them. Yeah, they're gonna. They could be an awesome flourish on your boa. Yeah, yeah. There's a T Rex. There's T Rexes didn't have feathers. So, order of operations. We'll start again from the top and slide our way on down. So, Cucaracha, Cucaracha, are yes, you sir, ready yes, to sir. kick ass? What I'm gonna do is, uh, seeing this, it, it uh, all the fog and pageantry and lights and stuff it brought back the uh the tag team um run that both uh kukaracha and toro had and he's gonna work on one of their uh one of their combination moves he's uh he's gonna look at toro grab him by the forearm and uh stare him like stampede and he's going to pull him and just slingshot him ah i just pulled my headphones out uh slingshot him right into uh i love that as you're doing that the fog has been obscuring a lot of the floor, and there is just like viscera that is scattered everywhere and blood. So the first thing I'm going to need you to do is roll me an acrobatics check to make sure you don't slip on this ground. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I, I should I was with your extra limbs and your little like, claw like appendages. I'm going to give you advantage on that just because you are a bug like thing. Okay, so that's the other people with boots. No eleven luck. plus the one in acrobatics. That's twelve. Yeah. You need you need eight. You need eight or greater. Oh yeah, you crushed that. All right. So, um, are you doing this as a special move or just a general, uh, general attack? attack? Really, it's I'm basically just going to just slingshot Toro into you know 
so that he can just kind of like stampede into uh, uh, the the T Rex or do whatever okay. special move he's got. But just give him that momentum, just like just pushing him into it. All right. So you are getting an assist there, Toro, and so. Once you get to your turn, you can uh, roll with advantage. Fantastic. Is that basically your? Is that yeah, that's that's more for what, what for you? Thinking, yeah. Perfect. So next, Rocket Man, you just avoided being crushed by a giant T Rex from the past. Um. Well, how do you respond? First, I'm going to Disneyland, but after that, I am going to. <laughs> um, I'm going to live up to my archetype. Now remember. My archetype is um, the human torpedo, and uh, one of my special moves happens to be um, a battering ram. So I'm very El Toro-like, going to lower my head and uh, thunder at them. Oh, it says jumps or charges. I'm going to choose to think that my legs are very strong for jumping, since I'm so acrobatic. I just basically like jump off the wall and, and drive my head into its scaly and feathery Absolutely. belly. Uh, so you fling yourself, catapulted yourself uh, towards it, and you strike it for four points of damage in the gut. It makes a solid thud ah. sound, and you feel a little twinge in your neck just from like hitting a solid thing, and more feathers break free from this body that you could also snatch and scrabble as you want as you uh, kind of slide <laughs> off of its chest. Hell yeah, I'm pissing this thing off, and I love it. Doing the cannonball special, mm -hmm. the side of feathers. All right. Next, I am going to try to clothesline this thing. Just <laughs> run at it and clothesline it. Ambitious. Right now, I like you describe the scene because this is a T Rex. So it is towering yes. above I'm gonna, you, I'm gonna... and its neck is wider than your body. So I want to know how you're going to so make this happen. I, I'm going to use my acrobatics, and I am going to run and leap with my arm extended. This is one of those times where you don't want a player to roll double ones, but boy, how do you be really funny if you did. Um, now, are you going to be doing this raw or at any point? Because we have a short amount of left in runtime. No one has used any hero points. I'm just going to remind people that is available. Oh, yeah. Let's use some hero points. So if you use a hero point, then you get to roll at advantage. All right, let's do this. Come on. Go ahead and make your attack, Suave. Uh, eight. Spot on. That is what you need to attack. So since you're doing it as a regular attack, that is two points of damage that you've inflicted upon it. You don't really clothesline it so much as you just flail your arm into its throat, and it just it makes a weird sound as if you put... 20 chickens in a blender through a subwoofer as you hit its throat. Um, you can probably assume they didn't like that, but didn't hurt it too much. Toro, you have been slingshotted mm -hmm. like a weapon. Yes. Actually, I almost feel like that should be almost two actions. Would you like to retcon that... Um, Kukaracha, basically using him as, as damage for weapon and then giving him his own action. 
Uh, so they can be kind of a two-part yeah. assist. Yeah, I was just absolutely. thinking that might be fun because you have a. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and give you your damage you would inflict as you basically because he still has his horned helmet on with the body of a dead lizard on it. So we'll go ahead and treat that as your damage. I'm going to go ahead and just give that six damage from the bonuses from the two of you. So then, Toro, um, you've been slingshotted into the side of this uh, T-Rex with the horn, puncture its side. It also makes that terrible chicken warbling sound. What do you want to do with your action? Um, first, uh, immediately after I I pull my, my one of the, was it the Triceratops horn or my my horns? That are punctuated. Like no one said they were picking up the broken off. Triceratops horns, but I'll let you retcon grab that if you want that. Okay, cool. Fantastic. Uh, I would, at this point, be, like, right up on the T-Rex. So I look at its fluffy little yellow face, because in my mind, giant little baby chick. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I go, you mess with the bull, you get the horn. And then I pull the Triceratops horn, and I jam it right into the eye of the T-Rex. Love it. Make me your attack. Okay, and that is was two or three d six. That's two d six. That's just two. I think. Can I spend a hero point to give him advantage? Absolutely, you can. Thank you for doing. Thank you for being such an excellent teammate. Thank you. I already rolled an eight. Yeah. Well, that's better. That's that's a six. So then, with my modifier. Right. You've, so you, you, that you, 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 you've passed. If you get an eight or more, you pass. So all the other math is irrelevant at this point. So you are able to do your damage. Mm-hmm. And for Ben, the uh, the brute does a lot of extra damage. Uh, so that is four, five. So you do five point. I can use your asset with another six points of damage to it. And you shank it in the eye. You can see behind it, the portal is shimmering, and that weird thing in the corner with giving all the weird lights is starting to make weird, like, beep, boop, weird chime sounds, and it's beginning to, starting to show, like, shoot off, like, little weird laser beams here and there, and you hear bestial screaming from from the portal and little shapes pushing up against it. Something is definitely happening here. Um, the dinosaur does not look very happy with that last attack. It makes this terrible, loud, turkey-like screech as it begins to flail its wings ineffectually and try to get the horn out of its eye. Top of the initiative is it. It's going to be focusing on you, glowering at you with this one good eye, and it is going to try to chomp and swallow you. So... It leans in and takes a big snap with its beak. Roll your acrobatics, uh, Toro. Okay. That is exactly eight. (laughs) Of course. Of course it is. So it snaps at you. And you roll on the floor out of the way, and you roll through this pile of viscera, teenager intestines, probably some little, like, lunch lady intestines. It's, it's really gross, but at least you tumble out of the way safely um, as it begins to snap at you, rolling some uh, of the science fair project tables, 
half of them are coarse or baking soda volcanoes and it's snapping at you as you're like dashing from one table to the other a la jurassic park Cucaracha, mm -hmm. you did your great double assist to help El Toro. Um, dinosaurs distracted. So you can do a couple different options you could take. What do you uh, want to do? What calls the do you? Laser shooting metal box. Uh, I think I might bypass the uh, the T Rex now. Go over to that thing and see if I could throw it into the portal. All right. So you're kind of imagining that you're gracefully flying on mm -hmm. your cockroach wings and you part the mist and you can really see through here. And it's like you almost wish the fog could go back and cover up everything that's below you because it's way gnarlier Too much than chill. it looks uh, with the fog depth. everywhere. Exactly. It's not pleasant. Uh, so this box, it has all kinds of strange protuberances on it. it looks nothing of earthly creation. Um, it's both way too light and too heavy. Roll me a muscle check to grab this thing as it feels like it's almost anchored in two different okay. points of existence. Um, would the extra limbs, if I already use those, uh, give me advantage? To lift it up okay it would um yeah uh that is nine so you are able to pluck this thing kind of unmoor it from whatever strange tethers it has and you have it in your arms and you fly over to the portal and throw it in as soon as like you start to arc it through the air you see more erects arms starting to or wings starting to kind of push through and you can see like this really strange like vista of like almost like a kaleidoscope of different points of time and space constantly rotating as you put the device through the portal there's this loud puff sounds like in between the sound of a soap bubble bursting and a sonic boom and it slucks like it slurps up, taking the dinosaur with it, taking all these other weird things, the broken dinosaur, the broken robots and knights and everything gets sucked in. Almost everything except for the horror of all the human lives that have been just butchered wantonly around you. Takes all of that, pour the portal, and it closes it. Right in the nick of time. So maybe it didn't solve the mystery of exactly what's happening. No evil wizards. Um, but you successfully have ended the threat to here and all the surviving children and teachers are able to uh, pursue all the many years of counseling that they will need to endure the siege and trauma of this episode. Of course, in about one week after all the blood has been mopped up, uh, since it's a public school, school classes back in session. All right. So this was a, uh, a science fair project but, the whole time. That's what I'm hearing. Maybe. You're not, you're not uh, sure. Maybe. Yeah. But you're not saying I'm wrong. Indeterminate. If anybody wants to make a final brains check before we close out and transition to our ending announcements, I will mercifully allow you to have that. Otherwise, you're going to have to buy a copy of Crime Fighting Luchadors and play Science Gone Bad let's for yourself. Leave it, let's leave module. it um, so that people can find out if they History. buy the book, and uh, you can tell us in the green room after we're done yeah. streaming. And 
I can just choose to believe like I normally it. do. What you guys forgot <laughs> to do. I'm just <laughs> All right. So thank you again, Head Cheese, for joining us and for sharing your game with us. Don't forget Absolutely. the back Kickstarter. I will change over to Charles with all of our outro announcements. Thank you very much. Uh, so again, um, that was Crime Fighting Luchadors, Lucha Extravaganza, and it's on Kickstarter until January 5th, I believe. Uh, game by Martin, so bad at names, Willet, and uh, Head Cheese Productions with art from Mustafa Bakir. Um, let's see. Uh, there's a new Flail to the Face episode coming on Friday with special guest Rugos Cohn. That ought to be dope. Um, Low Blasphemy by Judith Sonnet is uh, coming from Madness Heart Press. It is releasing on Christmas Eve and is currently out for pre-order. If you go to our Twitter page or go to madnessheart.press, visit our Facebook, Instagram, anything like that, you can find links for it. And then uh, next month, uh, Porcelain by Nate Southard is coming and um, pre-order should be available for that soon. Um, watch our various socials to you know, find out more about that. Uh, Your Flight Has Been Cancelled is an anthology with a story by our very own Bridget coming this month. Um, Bridget, what is the name of your story in that collection? It's a a collection of travel-related horror, and mine is called Hard Case. Love it. Love it. Oh, that's so cool. That has a double meaning. Love it. Um, Cool. All right. Uh, I think that's everything we've got for you tonight. So um, once again, uh, join us next week. I believe John should be back um, unless I'm missing something. And I forget what we'll be playing, but I'm sure it will be awesome. If, uh, so join if us. I'd like, if it might, we are actually going to be having a guest GM join us next right. week as we are playing Let's that's Let right. Us Build a Tower, which is kind of like a Babylonian bronze era game. And so we will have special right. GM Caleb Wimble uh, at the helm. Nice. Cool. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, so join us again uh, next week for that. Um, please uh, share our stuff around. Follow us, you know, uh, like it, subscribe on whatever platform you are watching this on, um, and uh, stay up with uh, what we're up to. Um, again, I have been, been Charles R. Bernard. Ian Servas. Oh, hang on just a sec. Are you doing it? Is he doing it? Oh, I was gonna go. Sure. Yeah. Kevin Welch. Bonus <laughs> points. <laughs> I've been Mr. Patrick. Now take your shirt off. And <laughs> and uh, you know, until next time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>